the indoctrination centers, the government-run schools uh, are off the rails, uh, driven in large part by radical teachers' unions who are beholden to radical leftist uh, donors and, uh, and supporters. And sadly, if the answer to that is to go to a private school, you're not seeing much benefit there either. It may not be as bad, but just give it time because it's moving in that direction. Wokeness is infecting even a lot of the private schools, even those that are parochial. Parochial in nature, they just are embracing all of this division and all of this wokeness. So we've been looking for an answer, and I've been talking to Bob Anthony about Northeast Ohio Classical Academy for over a year at various points in time on the radio about building the alternative, which would be a Barney Charter School, Hillsdale Barney Charter School, which would be a free, tuition-free charter school. So if you're trying to get your kids out of a government school, and you're trying to get them into a better place, you can't afford the right private school, even if it isn't quite woke yet, what are you going to do? The answer is you're going to look very, very closely at the Hillsdale Barney Charter School. Let's bring Bob Anthony back onto the program, and he's brought a guest with him as well. But first, Bob, thank you for joining us. How are you this morning? I'm great, Bob. Thanks for asking, and it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure indeed, and your special guest is indeed special because you have found the man to lead uh, the new Barney Charter School that Neoka has been working on for so very long now. The new head of school, the first head of school, is Dr. David Baum, who joins us as well. Doctor, good to have you. How are you, sir? I'm great, Bob. Thanks for having us on. It's a pleasure to have you both. So, Bob, let's start with you because we've been talking for some time now. I think the the last time we talked, it was getting close to nailing down the location for the school, the first school in uh, in Northeast Ohio of this kind. We know there are several throughout the state and a few dozen around the Midwest. But um, tell us where the school is going to be. So we've made tremendous uh, strides in a number of our milestones, all of which we've met over the last. <laughs> Two and a half years. It's time flies when you're having. Is it fun. that long? It's really gone. Oh my goodness! It's been two and, a, two and a half years since we started down this path. So the the most recent update, uh, December 28th, uh, we closed on our financing, and we also closed on our building. The building is going to be 137 Heritage uh, Woods Drive in Copley Township, centrally located, uh, Interstate 77 and Route 18. We think it's a fabulous location for a number of reasons, but the most important one of which the, uh, the student population in that, in that zone, take a 10-mile radius around that circle, is just extremely uh, important to us. It's a broad-brushed uh, market, if you will. So we're very excited about the potential population we can serve with this Barney Charter School. So in addition to the financing and the building, uh, we're about ready to announce our formal enrollment. That process should start in the next week or so. We've already had for some time now on the website uh, a pre-enrollment kind of initiative. Pleased to say we're at about 125 pre-enrolled students already, even before we started the FET process of formal enrollment. So we're looking for a, uh, a strong showing here in the next couple of weeks as we unveil the formal enrollment portal, if you will. And uh, last but not least, we're about ready to announce, and Dr. Baum can uh, get into this a little bit, we're about ready to announce our opening day of school. Uh, It should be that first week in September. So we're about ready to announce that formally, which means the doors will be open to this classical public-private charter school initiative that we, we started, like I said, two and a half years ago, and it seems like it was yesterday. On the other hand, 
seems like I didn't have gray hair then when I started. So uh, we've, 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 we've come a long way. Before we meet Dr. Baum, um, a couple of uh, important points here. First of all, because um, unless you said it and I missed it, I apologize. K through 5 is the first year, right? We're going to have K through 5 that's, availability. That's correct. K, K through 5, and we'll be adding a, a grade per year uh, after that, eventually K through 12. Okay. And then the other one is we need a name. What are we calling this school? It's the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy. Oh, so it is just Neoka. Okay, uh, I, I've been yeah, saying Neoka. that for a while. I didn't. I didn't know it was, if it yeah. was going to have an actual name or put you know put, put the name of a famous person or an educator or something on it. Okay, so it's just going to yeah. be the yeah. Northeast Ohio Classical Academy will be the name of the school. Got it. That's so, correct. That's correct. So the head of school is Dr. David Baum. Dr. Baum, let's meet you. Who are you? Where you come from? Tell me about why you want to uh, head this particular project at this particular point in time. Well, that's a bunch of questions. Um, okay, uh, just sort of background-wise, uh, I did my undergraduate at the University of Dallas, which is germane to uh, my travels, and I got my Ph.D. at Yale. Uh, my background is in history, and uh, my undergraduate education was uh, in the great books tradition that the University of Dallas has as the center of its core curriculum. So since I've been in college, I've been interested in sort of great books, Western tradition, promoting it in, through education. Um, and about 10 years ago, I, I was looking for a leadership opportunity, and I had an opportunity at that time to be a head of school for the um, sort of the flagship Great Heart School in uh, Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got me on this path. So this is my third school. Uh, and what I love about it, uh, in addition to working with Bob, uh, who I have, uh, I think, a great rapport with, uh, is that this is um, this got the new car smell. We're doing it from the beginning. We have a great curriculum. Uh, we're going to have a, a building that we put together ourselves, a community that we recruit ourselves, a faculty we train ourselves. Uh, so from from beginning to end, it's going to be a school that we craft, and that's exciting to me. Let's talk about curriculum, um, if we can, because um, that's obviously crucial. I want to know what separates, for example, a Barney Charter School from a traditional charter school or maybe some from some of the private and parochial schools as it pertains to curriculum. And, and where do you get it? Do you, do you write it? Do you have a team that is writing the curricula that is, uh, curriculum uh, is going to no, be decided Hillsdale there? Hillsdale did that. Yeah, Hillsdale. no, Hillsdale, that's, that's one of the advantages, the principal advantage of working <clears throat> with Hillsdale for us. We're a curriculum school. Uh, there's about a 600-page document that uh, was crafted when the Barney School Initiative was launched. Uh, it's been revised over time, but it's pretty much been a set document. It goes grade by grade. It goes class by class. It goes month by month. <laughs> So that you have a blueprint that is pretty close to a full-on, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a full-on schematic for what you do. And it's not just across a grade, let's say, where you can open up this book and you say, okay, what are third graders going to be doing? But you can also move between grades and you can see how reading in the second grade is going to link to third and fifth and eighth and ninth grades and so on. So you can go horizontally and vertically. And, and get a real picture of how kids' educational development is going to unfold. Um, and so that's invaluable. 
Yeah, no question about it. If you just turn, turn us on, we're talking to Dr. David Baum. He's the new head of school for NEOCA, the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy, which is going to be opening this September for its first day of school uh, in Copley Township. Its uh, formal enrollment will be underway soon. Pre-enrollment is already underway. We're also talking to Bob Anthony, who is one of the founders of this uh, Barney Charter School. Uh, so, so Bob, um, you mentioned <clears throat> that pre-enrollment is underway, and there's 120 or so. Um, what, what's the difference between a pre-enrollment and a formal enrollment? Formal enrollment is what it says. It's, it's a formal process that we go through. It's, it's outlined by the state in terms of how we go about enrolling uh, students into, uh, into our school. This is a public school, so anyone can, can attend if there's, if there's an open position. That's what I wanted uh, well, to ask about, because when you talk about, I wanted to know the difference between pre-enrollment and formal. I'm asking, is formal enrollment an application process? Do you have to apply to get in? And you, so the answer to that is no. No, there's no application. It's okay. an enrollment process. And what we're in the process of doing now with the pre-enrollment is just trying to let folks know that we're going to be opening up the formal enrollment process. If there was interest prior to that, please let us know what it is so we can make sure that you're apprised of when that pre-enrollment process ends and the formal enrollment process starts. So that's, so, a, that's a nice segue for us coming up. That, that's huge. And and so since it is essentially a public school, um, it's publicly funded, right? So there's no tuition. Who pays the bills for a charter school that is not tuition-based? For a charter school that's not tuition-based, you mean a public school or a private school? Well, yours, like yours. Well, until the school opens... Uh, and we're not opening until, I could say, September. Mm-hmm. All the monies that we've been able to gather before to keep us going till this point in time has, e- has either come from private donations, mm-hmm. or most recently, when I mentioned we had our financing approved on December 28th, that was a public bond offering that we were successful in, in launching to basically buy the building, outfit the building, hire the teachers, buy the books, set up the desks, et cetera, prior to the funding of the school coming in from the state which won't happen until three months after we're open. So there's been a tremendous amount of financing needed to get us to this point. That's one of those major milestones that I mentioned before, all of which we've met. So we're, we're very excited now that we're, we're going to see the opening of the door, literally, in September. But there's been a lot of funding and work done prior to this point to get us here. So, Bob, is there, is the, um, is there a huge difference in terms of, extra and co-curriculars at a school like this that is not a typical public school, but again is also uh, publicly funded uh, once it is once it is opened. Um, is you know are there going to be sports teams there when you eventually get it up through you know into the junior high range? Are there other extracurriculars that will be available there? Can you tell us what the experience will be like compared to a traditional public school or a traditional uh, private school for that matter? Sure. There will, there will certainly be co-curriculars. Mm-hmm. Uh, those co-curriculars are in part dictated by the parents of the students and the students themselves uh, participating in the school. We very much want parents to participate in this experience. Uh, the, the charter that we have with, with the state of Ohio is kind of our contract with them. As Dr. Baum mentioned, we have an exhaustive curriculum, courtesy of Hillsdale College, which we'll be following. That, that whole process is a contract between the school and the state, but it's also a contract between us and the parents. The parents will know with total transparency what their students are going to be learning, how we're going to be teaching, etc. That also includes co-curriculars. I'll let Dr. Baum comment on that a little further, but to answer your question, 
Yes, there will be co-curriculars. They'll be somewhat dependent upon the interests of the students and the parents. And we'll be collaborating also with some of the local schools to provide some of the programs that we may not be able to provide early on. For example, football is a tough one to, to handle sure. right out of the gates. Uh, so I'll let, I'll let Dr. Baum explain that a little more in detail with his thought. Yeah, go ahead, Dr. Baum. Sure. Well, um, just to kind of uh, flesh out a little bit what Bob said, um, you know, we anticipate that our school will, you know, Bob was right, parents and, and students are going to drive this by demand. But we anticipate that our students are going to look like students at other schools. And for the most part, they're going to want the kinds of things that are available at a traditional public school or at a, a well-funded private school. And we'll provide those. And we want to do extra and co-curriculars across the board. We would like to have sports that are, you know, all, all, totally appropriate at each level. We'll probably introduce those when we get to middle school, K through five. You know, we're, we're not going to necessarily be doing uh, scholastic sports. Um, and there are other options for kids at that uh, at that age level. And we'll do some intellectual and artistic stuff as well. We'll have, if there's interest, we'll fund a robotics club. We'll do, I'd love to see debate and argumentation. That's an awesome one. So we'll, we'll be encouraging kids to think about this and parents to support it. So I would say our profile will look pretty much in this regard like a traditional public school. So we'll provide what they provide. Dr. Baum, tell me about staff and faculty now. Because, again, as I kind of introduced you guys, I I think one of the biggest problems with many of the traditional government schools right now is, you know, the teachers' unions. And um, they, they come in with an agenda that is sometimes beyond and maybe not compatible with true education, certainly not with classical education. So what can you tell us about the kind of teachers you will be looking for and, and hiring? So a great question, Bob. So um, one of the, the um, pools that I think we'll be able to draw from, in fact, will be public school teachers who are disaffected or disenchanted with that particular experience. And we welcome them to reach out and make inquiries. Um, we obviously we're, we have um, advertisements that are going out. We're going to be positively recruiting. But if anybody's listening to you out in uh, the world of education, reach out to us um, if uh, you would like to have an experience where, you know, some of the things that maybe di- are disenchanting in the public school or motivating you to think new career reach out to us. I'd love to have experienced teachers who are looking for that opportunity. I'm also looking for um, young people who are coming right out of college who are you know, a little idealistic, maybe not you know, super well prepared pedagogically. We'll take care of that. We'll do the development the training there. Uh, and among those, I'm looking actually to have some recent Hillsdale uh, grads on our faculty, just so that there's a, um, a group of faculty who have that sense of what the Hillsdale mission is sort of more deeply embedded in them than some of the others and can in fact be a resource. So those are you know some of the uh, characteristics. What we're really looking for are teachers who want to combine the two things that our school I think is going to do uniquely, which is combine combining not only traditional academic training but also character or moral development. That's the that those are the twin pillars of these schools. Uh, we're trying to educate smart kids. We're also trying to create good citizens who make good choices. Yeah, and, so and I'm going to very... be looking for teachers to do to, to be models and to be um, be able to teach that. 
So you're probably not that interested in old radio guys whose last year teaching was 1996. I'll hire you on the spot, Bob, as long as, <laughs> as, long as you think you're willing to take a modicum of direction, you're hired. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Baum, um, I have to, I'm glad to hear what you just described about the pillars, and I'm glad you just told me the kind of teachers you're looking for, the ones who are disaffected by what's going on in the current public schools. How will you combat wokeness, though, at Neoka when you have a student coming in and saying, no, I'm not a he, I'm a she, or I'm a furry, or I, you know, any of the things that we see that are dividing people, and I want to read this book here, the things that we're seeing right now that are just flashpoints for division in the current public school settings, how do you deal with that once they show up in, in, in inside the building at Neoka? So I think uh, there's, there's a couple of answers there. First of all, uh, Bob already mentioned, our we have a contract with the state that's very explicit, right? Our charter's 400-plus pages. Our curriculum guide is over 600 pages. We've announced to the world what it is we intend to do. So there's not a lot of room for variation there. You know, we're reading The Velveteen Rabbit in kindergarten. It's already written up. That's the book. If you want to read a different book, take your kid to the library, right? Um, so that's our, you know, that's our contract with the state and with parents. As far, so I don't see a lot of difficulty there. But if, if people come with a different kind of lifestyle agenda to our school, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll probably have had a chance to talk with them up front. Uh, about, you know, the kinds of things we expect. But as I explained this to, to, to Bob Anthony a while ago, my way of, of uh, dealing with this is to say to parents, um, this may not be the school for you. And I want your kid to have a great education wh- wherever you take your kid. So I'll help you find a school that's more in concord with the kinds of things you're looking for, values and uh, you know, identity expression and so forth. I'll help you find a place, but this is probably not it. That's a very good response. Um, and Bob Anthony, I want you to speak to this too, because maybe I've just become a cynic uh, in in my years of covering all of this stuff and watching it take place. But you know, the 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 bakery in Colorado said I'd be happy to help recommend another bakery to you too, but they said no. I want you to do it because they were trying to cause trouble. I feel like this is going to happen at Barney Charter Schools. Maybe it is in other places. I don't know where people are going to come in. It's public. You can't deny me uh, um, uh, enrollment. Uh, and this is what I want to do it just to cause that problem. We, you know, how, how do you deal with something like that? I think we deal with it with kind of what Dave was just saying. Uh, the curriculum is very uh, explicit. We're announcing to everyone what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, why we think it's important. Uh, that that relationship will be solid between the state and between us and the parents. So there's a uh, there's a commonality there that that enables us to stick to our core curriculum. And a lot of the things we're talking about now on the fringes are are uh, things we're just not going to get involved with directly. It's not education. We're going to teach students how to think, how to become not only uh, articulate in their in their uh, literacy and their numeracy and, and other types of those types of, of uh, activities, but also, as Dr. Baum said, be good citizens, be good people, and learn to be able to think. And a lot of the things we're talking about now on the fringes, uh, the political, the social, uh, don't need to find their way 
into the into the setting that we're trying to create, and and they won't. Uh, we're trying to educate students, not become a mouthpiece for social and political uh, activities for how many, school. How many Barney Charter schools are there in Ohio right now? There are there are twelve uh, Barney schools in the state of Ohio right now. Uh, there's one in Toledo. There's us. We're the only one in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. There are a couple starting up in Columbus. There's one in Cincinnati. There's one in uh, in uh, Athens, Ohio, and there's others uh, in varying stages of development. It's a three-year journey, so, uh, so it, it takes a while for these schools to actually open. But there, of there, course, there are twelve opening now. That, that is fantastic. It is good, and I hope that growth just increases uh, exponentially. This is so incredibly important. Everybody is looking for an answer about where they can put their kids, where they won't be exposed to things other than just pure, classical, and important education. Uh, last thing, Bob, um, uh, where do people go to enroll? Where can they get more information? It's our website, www.neocacademy.org. Uh we have all of our information, parent information nights are weekly. I encourage people to come and uh, take advantage of that. Dr. Baum is there to actually answer questions and do a presentation. And we're going to be having a number of events this spring, open houses and fun days and hard hat days and a number of other activities. So check out the Fantastic. website and you'll be able to follow our progress. And yeah, thanks and so if- much. You bet. And uh, if you need to just search it out, it's Northeast Ohio Classical Academy. You will find your way to that website so that you can indeed learn more. And then again, get your kid enrolled when formal enrollment starts very, very soon. Opening day is going to be in the first week of September. It's coming very, very quickly. Bob Anthony, uh, Dr. David Baum, head of school, thank you both so much for coming on and sharing the great news with us. Keep up the great work, and we look forward to that first day in September. We'll talk to you as we uh, as we move toward it. Thanks, Thanks so much.